Good day, ladies and gentlemen. How are you guys doing today? Once again, it's Omar Clark, creator of OM Clark Q. Welcome to this podcast, podcast number nine. What are we going to speak about today? We're going to speak about how to make better decisions in the moment. Hence the title, Better Decisions. And we're going to do that by asking one simple question. So what? That is the question. So how are we going to do that? We're actually going to start from a Pareto principle, commonly known as the 80-20 rule. So then we'll move on to examine how 20% of your actions determine 80% of the outcome. We're going to give a, a practical example using so what. All right, so let's start. Here we go. Pareto principle. This was first discovered by an Italian, an Italian economist, Wilfredo Pareto. Then he was working at the University of Lausanne in France in 1896. So he did a, a study of land ownership in Italy. And what he found is that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the population. So there's been many you know, studies based on, on this particular ratio. And it actually holds true in other industries as well. For example, in computing, Microsoft pays attention to the top 20% of their complaints. And they found that when they did that and fixed those top 20%, their complaints, then it actually solved 80% of the issues. No, please, I'm not suggesting that Microsoft does not pay attention to all your complaints. But this is just uh, one way in which it was demonstrated where how important the top 20% of, of uh, events are in this particular case. If you also look... In the industry of occupational health and safety, a similar approach is taken, where if you really zero in on the top 20% of you know, hazards, you find that you eliminate 80% you know, of incidents. Now, there are much more examples, but not necessarily going to spend this podcast getting into all the, the particular examples. The important thing to note about the 80-20 Pareto rule is that even though it is, it was started by an economist and on and or an economic category where you know 80% of the land at the time was owned by 20% of the population. The important thing to take away is that 80% of any result is dependent on the 20% of the actions. So, what does that have to do with us? What does a, a study that was conducted in 1896 have to do with us over 100 years ago? Well, the truth is, it still holds true today, that particular uh, ratio. You know, there are many examples around if you Google Pareto uh, principle and decide to read a bit into it, you'll see that that ratio is very much alive and well and is applicable 
uh, throughout a number of uh, industries. So my question is this. If 20% of our actions de determines 80% of the outcome, what if we can make better decisions? Wouldn't that then affect positively, you know, our outcome? So that is where this, this all started. So then the next question then becomes, okay, how can you make better decisions? Of course, there are many, many ways, you know, you identify, you know, you analyze, you test, you you have um, continuous improvement cycles, whether it be, you know, the DMAIC cycle, D-M-A-I-C, uh, which is you define, you measure, analyze, improve, control, or you choose to use the Deming cycle, or also known as the PDCA cycle. Plan, do, check, and act. Actually, spoke about uh, that particular cycle in uh, the Be the Leader a podcast. So, like I said, the purpose of that is not necessarily get into that. But how do we make better decisions on the fly? A simple way, a simple suggestion. So, what I'm going to to speak about is just one way. It's called uh, so what. First, what about this? Actually, you know, while I was in the military, you know, you, you can appreciate that, you know, as a military officer, decision making and sound decision making is vital. You know, it literally can you know save a life. And that's just the reality of the situation. So we do a lot of training where that is concerned in terms of you know how to make you know better decisions, um, in a timely manner. Because obviously, time is not always of the essence, right? So this is just a, a variation of that. So we'll just use one simple sentence. So what? All right, so we'll just start by a, a practical example. The idea is that if you ask so what enough times, you will get to a situation where you can do an action that has a favorable outcome. That, that's what it is. So, here's the example. You're part of a sales team at work and, you know, you guys did a, a fantastic job in delivering a contract. You know, it's also the same day that the, the local sports team is, is going to be gonna be playing, right? So, you guys say, you know what? Let's, let's go celebrate. We're going to go meet up at the local sports pub and uh, you know have some drinks and have some food all right so your decision process starts from there so then you ask yourself okay are you going yes okay fine uh, will you be drinking no then okay no issues you're good will you be drinking yes so what okay what about getting home? What about driving? Okay, so what? I can stay within the limits. I'm going to assume that the limit for your area is just, let's just say, two beers, right? Okay, so I'll stay within the limit. So what? Okay, no problem. If you say, I'm going to stay 
I'm going to drink more than two beers. So what? Well, okay, the answer to that means that you cannot drive or shouldn't drive. It will be illegal to do so and absolutely reckless and irresponsible of you to do so. So what? Okay. Means I need to get a, a cab to go home. So what? What happens to your vehicle? Okay, the pub is safe. It's a safe area. Brilliant. Means that you can go take a cab, go home. You know, um, the next day you either go to the pub directly, pick up a car and then go to work, or you go to work and then back to the pub even to pick up a car, whichever one, right? But let's say the area is not safe. So what? You cannot leave your car there. So what? You need to find an alternate uh, solution. So it's either you're going to not drink, or if you still want to have more than two drinks, then you have to continue this process. So you say, okay, so what? I may ask, you know, a, a friend to, to come and pick me up, or a wife, girlfriend, you know, husband, whatever it is, right? Okay, so yes, they can take a cab and come and pick you up at the, a pub. And then, you know, you guys drive together in one car. Brilliant. No issues. Problem solved. Okay. You ask yourself that same question, but there's nobody there available to do that. So what? Again, you're faced with a situation. You know, you can't leave your car. There's no nobody there to pick you up. Uh, so you perhaps have to consider not drinking more than two drinks. But you still ask yourself, question, okay, so what? Perhaps there is someone in the group that is not going to drink and then they are able to, to take me home using my car because they didn't drive. So you ask, okay, is there anyone that, that's not going to drink? Do you mind you know, driving my car home and all of that? And someone says yes. Again, problem solved. Someone says no, then again, you're faced with a situation. Either you're not going to exceed the limit, you know, or you're going to uh, stay away, just not, not just not attend the function, you know. So at the end of the day, having exercised all options, simply by asking yourself, so what? Then you would have really questioned yourself, and think about things in a logical sequence and in several layers so that reasonably you wouldn't expect an outcome that you haven't you know, foreseen or haven't planned for. So at the end of the day, it will come to a point, even in this example, where it will be very clear. If there's no way of reaching home, you understand, um without leaving your car and your car is in an unsafe situation then really and truly either you keep your drinks below two or you call it a day and go straight home without going to the, the pub you know if you have a solution where someone is able to pick you up you know somebody out of the, the, the crew who will be under the the legal limit and not just the legal limit but you know physiologically they're, they're good to drive as well 
and you know that situation that logistics is fine and that can be worked out then fine no problem your issue your problems are solved you know as it relates to to whether or not to have that particular drink but that's what it will come to and you'll know that it is that your questions are finished once you have arrived at a, at a crossroad and uh, the part taken is one which gives you a desired result in terms of you know safety, legal, um, morality, you know, a desired outcome that, that you'd like, and you're sure it's not a matter of you're guessing and hoping. You understand? So that's just a quick example on how to use so what to make you know uh, better decisions on the fly. Alright, so that's it for me today. So in summary, we just uh, spoke about the Pareto Principle in that uh, 80% of the outcome is determined by 20% of the input. We gave practical examples, you know, how it is utilized. Spoke about Microsoft, how if you target the top 20% of the issues, it solves 80% of the complaints. Same thing is done in occupational health and safety. We just briefly spoke about some continuous improvement uh, cycles, specifically the Deming cycle, uh, which is the Plan, Do, Check, Act, and the make DMAIC, um, which is Define, Measure, Analyze, Improve, and Control. And uh, we just gave an example how to make a better decision, you know, in the spur of the moment, just by continuously asking, so what, until you arrive at a decision that satisfies you know, your values, your moral, your legal, desired outcomes, etc. All right, so thank you very much for tuning in. And we'll chat again. Until next time, take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.